Welcome to Edge HQ, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Comedy on Edge, the podcast. Today, handling the sound, we have Josh, the bearded one, Cohen, and my ge- I'm MW, your host, Mark Williamson. And my guests today are Dave Keishan and Andrew Barnett. I'm excited, they're excited. Let's start the show. Play the music. HQ, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Keishan, how are you? Good, good, good to be on the mic for a change rather than sitting in the back. I know, we haven't got the headphones on you, you're not tied to you, you can, you can wander around, you can sit on the couch, you can just relax. Wow, I feel like just the, my limbs kind of stretching out, it's great. Oh, Comfy nice. chair, that's a hard chair. That, Josh that is, is on the hard chair right now. We do, yeah, Josh, Josh has saying, oh, we, 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 we want him focused, so we don't give him a comfy chair. It's just an old desk chair, but we've sort of ripped it off. He just has to sit on a pole. It's quite <laughs> uncomfortable. So we, we feel your pain, Josh, but we're not going to fix it. It's quite ironic because there's actually an empty chair next to him. <laughs> so, seriously. And our other guest is, he is one of infamous on community radio, Mr. Andrew Barnett. How you doing, boys? Now, Glad now, to be here. It's, it's good. Now, now, tell us, you, you used to host a show on community radio. Yeah, my, myself and another mate had uh, what I could only describe as the least successful radio show in the history of community radio, Ooh, that, which that, if you've listened to community radio, yeah, that's, that's, a a, big, that's a heady claim. There is some crap claim. out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying it was due to quality. Well, it probably had something to do with quality, but um, yeah, I, we how just couldn't was, attract how listeners. How do you know it was like, did, cause you, did, you, did they do ratings or like you knew... No, no, they didn't have ratings, but there's ways you find out when you're on uh, community radio that no one's listening to you. One of the things we used to do every week was um, we had our show was the 90s show um, because uh, both uh, John, the guy I did it with, and I, um, both massive fans of uh, the 90s, 90s music, all that sort of stuff. Music peaked in the 90s. Yeah, well. It's all downhill since. uh, It's all going in one direction. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, nice. I know. The way I see it is the Matrix had it right when they said the Matrix was set up at the end of uh, at the end of the nineties because that was when Western civilization peaked, and uh, as far as I can tell, that's you know yeah, it's we're, the market. we're twelve years outside the nineties now. And if you um, could throw Twitter back into the nineties, it would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I did. Twitter would have that, that still would have loaded slow. One hundred and forty characters oh, was of a course. lot. Yeah. A lot of characters to you bring know, up. You go on. to send a tweet, you hear. <laughs> <laughs> So I was on FBI Radio back when it wasn't as popular as it. Like now it's massive. Back then it wasn't. And you all know FBI Radio, 94.5? Yeah. yeah FBI wet. Radio is the peak of community radio. That mm. and 2SER, I think. Are the, yeah. They seemed to actually, you know, have FBI listeners. discovered Wolfmother, the presets. I, yeah, I've seen Wolfmother's demo tape. It was, it was legendary. But back then, they used to have the midnight shift and... They used to get, on a good night, 20 or 30 listeners. Now, FBI as a station... They don't That's a lot of listeners. Yeah, I know. It's massive. <laughs> it's massive. I dreamt of 20 or 30. You dreamt of 20. What about complaints? Did you ever get a complaint? Well, this is a funny thing. This is how we knew... Um, one of the ways we knew we had no listeners is um, our radio... Like, the radio station that we were, um, we were at... Um, I, I probably shouldn't name it, but we were, they were suburban. Very Suburban. suburban. And um, it was it was almost like you know how you ever lived in a big apartment block or actually no more small villa sort of complex and there's a body corporate that's staffed entirely just by the retirees yeah yeah okay so that picture those people running a radio station <laughs> this is what this radio station was like and so everything like, the rules were phenomenal do you think they got they thought you oh yes we'll have the over ninety show that'll be nice <laughs> yeah, yes. I think they might have you yeah. should talk about lawn bowling 
This has nothing to do with the 1890s. I don't know what these boys are on about. There's been no chariot talk. Where are the chariots? But, uh, oh, man. So we we thought, like, so big thing was no swearing. Like, you weren't allowed to play any songs with any swearing. Like, and we're not talking just big four. Like, they, they constantly, you get emails, you know, reminding people, oh, we had some complaints to some of the shows. You know, it was never specific. And so um, we spent a lot of time, like I'd go through, I had all the, the tracks, obviously, that we'd play. Um, we had all the tracks, our own music. But So I'd go through on the computer and edit out any swears, and we spent a lot of time doing that until um, one week when my, uh, my second kid was born. My wife went into labor just as I was about to kind of go down and do the show. So I, um, I rang John and said, look, can't do the show tonight. So he got um, another mate of ours, Steve, to come in. And uh, they're doing it, and John didn't have time because it was late notice to screen all the uh, screen all the songs. And so he, um, they put on during the night. They put on a song by uh, Nick Cave called um, "Papa Won't Leave You, Henry." Not sure if you're familiar with the song, no. But at one stage in the song, um, Nick Cave says the uh, what well, says actually more than sings at this point. Um, words to the effect of. And then some fag in a bone skin corset dragged his dick across my cheek. And it's not even like, you know, like Nick Cave. It's not Nick Cave screaming it or mumbling it. It's, it's, Nick yeah. Cave. it's almost like everything else stops. He delivers this as clear as he can, perfect diction. And then, uh, and then the music starts again. And uh, yeah, not one complaint. Oh my God. <laughs> so I, I, I just picture this 90-year-old Nana going, oh, yes, yes, because... I imagine a V. I had a whale bone corset. Yes. I, I, she's, oh, a corset. Roger, they're talking about corsets on the radio. What was that? Oh, d- did it, Dick? Oh, remember Dick Whittington? Oh, what a great guy. <laughs> See, they probably misinterpret it. Well, you, so you got no complaints. FBI get complaints. Like, bef- while I was there, someone used the, the, the phrase, oh, that's so gay. They complained about that. The guy was taken off air. That was like that was big. That was like well, what was he got... referring to? Was it actual like? Because if it was a an actual homosexual act, no, like, no, no, I'd no, object to the fact. No, that no, it was no, it wasn't. No, it was like I was like, oh, you know, it wasn't a story. But then I saw two guys passing. Vespers. Oh, they're so. They was something. It wasn't. It wasn't homophobic, but it was more the fact that he was using it in a derogatory term. He got kicked off. Now that was a complaint that got like two complaint. Two people complained. He got he got kicked off the radio for it. Oh wow! I did a joke on it. Now, this show that I was on, they averaged 20 listeners. 34 people rang in to complain about this joke. It was unheard of. Like, I got hauled Out into this. Out of 20 s- listeners? Yeah, well, that's the some, average. No, some the people average. ringing in twice? Yeah. Well, that was the average. I think it was a conspiracy, but the average was 20. So, it must have been... They, I got hauled in. They're like, Mark, this is the highest rating. And the manager hadn't heard what the joke was. She goes, look, there's been 34 complaints. We have to... And she played the joke. And this is the joke that got the complaints. I was the guest and I arrived a bit late. This is about one in the morning. So the people complaining are the type of people who listen to radio at 1am in the morning. So they're like, the guy's like, oh, Mark, you're late. Where have you been? I go, oh, I've just been down to Marrick Villara's cell seeing the Pearl Jam show. I'm like, and he goes, oh, how were they? I go, oh, mate, the band was sensational. But as for the singer, they definitely could have found a better man. Oh, wow. Yeah, 34 people complained about that. Just because it's not that good a joke? Or? I think it's a classic <laughs> joke. I think it's one of the greatest jokes ever told. <laughs> I, I thought you were going a completely different way with the yeah. Bill Jam show. I thought it was Yeah, 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 yeah. You thought, like, I could have gone disgusting. that way, but it was just, no, 30. So I did a few more, but yeah, my career there, my days were numbered at FBI. It was politics. It's all politics. Do you remember there was a brief period where Pearl Jam were fronted by, um, oh, what's his name? Neil Young? 
He used to guest with them, like yeah, like, when they um the, yeah rock and the no, I've never I've heard them he I've heard them sing with I've like it's one of their staples in their set rock and the free world. No, there was um there was a time when after I, built, I think there was a concert and I know I'm going to get this all wrong and it'll be on the internet forever how much I don't know, but there was a there was that, a period. That's on the internet already. Don't worry, the people, the generally the people I, I, who were massive Pearl Jam. I'm, I'm a massive Pearl Jam fan, but they they've drifted a little bit. They they did a few creative albums that. Well, didn't go. Uh, do you remember they had a death at one of their concerts due to um, Ros killed? They had like nine people died in a row. Yeah, riot. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, after that, Eddie Vedder took a bit of time off, and the band mm. kept. Well, they never do. They've said that. Never do festivals again after that. Well, yeah, the band kept playing um, oh. some remaining gigs that they must have had booked or whatever with Neil Young. In uh, can you imagine going along expecting to see Eddie Vedder or hoping to see Eddie Vedder and Neil Young rocks out? I see. If it was me, I would have been like, "They finally got a better man." Been, I would have been stoned, but it yeah. would have been. Fun. Isn't that what happened? Like when uh, Guns N' Roses reformed a few years ago? No, no. Well, Gun, Guns yeah. N' Roses. What is now Guns N' Roses? Oh, there's two. Slash Duff and the rest of the band got um what's his name from Stone Temple Pilots Scott Wheeland and they became Velvet Revolver. Mm. Axel got a complete new band and yeah. calls it Axel Roses Guns and Roses. I've seen both bands. It's basically just roses. Yeah, but I, I he's a nut job. He's a crazy. He's a lunatic. He's the greatest performer I have ever, ever, ever seen. That Guns and Roses. Scott Wheeland's good too. Guns and Roses was phenomenal. Like. This is it was the concert I went to was Sunday night. The first act was Ang- Angry Anderson. He played at 8:30 till 9 o'clock. Angry Anderson got up, shouted some ra- racist crap. Uh, come out to this country anyway. He's an irrelevant idiot. After that, um, he's not well mannered. No, know, well considered Ang- Anderson. Yeah. He's he's angry Anderson. Yeah, he's angry, angry. I'd I'd just call him angry and slightly racist Anderson. And that's I think, well, anger is often due to a, a lack of consideration of the whole. A whole issue. So. I think it's because he's short. I think he's a short man. He's angry, and he, he. I think that. I think if all the people who came over here on. Yeah, <laughs> I should point out both Josh and Dave, who they've got a lot of attributes. Height isn't one of them. They're sort of ganging up on. I think they're going to get yeah. on each other's shoulders and try. Spe- and punch speaking on. of anger, <laughs> yeah, I know. But angry is like. Uh, I think if you. I think yeah. if all the people on the boats were little people or below, angry wouldn't have a problem. But he's worried that we. Oh, these people. They're going to come in. Here, they're going to play basketball. My kids can't play basketball. They can't reach the net. And it's just, it's, it's just, he's just a short man. Angry, just, you know, gets, you know, Tom Cruise worked through his issues. Become a Scientologist. Lose your anger, son. But anyway, like getting back to it after that. Skid Row. They've, they've told people who are angry too, you know. Oh, yeah, but. <laughs> I've seen them. I think we, well, I think we, we noticed. The fine sh- tall, Dave, though, like from your point of view. Everyone's tall. <laughs> Josh is yeah, a large segment of the world. <laughs> that is about like 90%, I will admit, but there's a lot of violence. There is a lot of violence. Violence. caused by short people. Yeah, well, obviously. Of course. Then we just run away. But the going back, and then after Angry Anderson was Sebastian Bach from Skid Row was a support act. He played from nine thirty to ten thirty, and then from then, Guns and Roses, led by Axl Rose, went on stage at one a.m. on a Sunday night. City Rail had to. It cost City Rail three hundred grand because they had to hold the trains back because it was at Homebush people couldn't get back wow. Every, at this point the whole crowd's like this is insane we've just waited for like three what, it's, I've got to go to work he stepped on stage and it was two and a half hours of amazingness it is if you ever get a chance to see Guns N' Roses go go a bit late and see them <laughs> yeah but then the alternative was I got to see Velvet Revolver and 
Velvet Revolver. This was before Guns N' Roses toured, so it was Slash. Everyone went to see Slash. It was a sea of black T-shirts. It was like a bikies convention without the bikes. There were big guys. Slash comes on stage. They're cheering. They're screaming. Then Scott Wheeland comes on stage. Scott is wearing a police uniform, a very camp police hat, and... Prant, he pranced on stage. Like I'm not a, saying that def- like stinging the police or an actual no, no, like he a law enforcement. A lo- it was a proper Stop. law. Yeah, it was a proper law. Wow. It was like I was singing to myself. These people are cheering Scott. He's got a little whip. He's whipping himself. He wouldn't have looked out of place at the Mardi Gras. And I was just thinking, this is a wonderful thing about music. If these guys, and maybe I'm prejudging these people, if they saw Scott in real life whipping like that, they might have beat him up. But the fact he's up there with Slash, he gets away with it. Wow. It was just it was just one of those magic moments. And that's what I love about music and comedy. It just it can get through a lot of issues. Well, like, Axel wears a kilt, but uh Remember the nineties when you used to wear the bike pants. The yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Trying to sell bike pants bike forever. Pants. Wow. Oh. Well, not the ladies. Oh, even they, even they don't wear them anymore. I I thought the pinnacle was it the um MC Hammer with all the girls in the bike pants back then? And then MC Hammer had hammer pants. No, but the girls, the girls had bike pants. Oh. Remember they used there was Can't a period where they been. used to um they have the, the bike pants style leotard and then the, the leotard over top like a swimmer's but with the, the G-string thing sort of going up the back was in that, between the bike pants. Uh, was that Salt and Pepper? I think. Yeah, it? Salt and Pepper. They yeah. rocked that. Man, I saw some of the videos from the, uh, the 90s. Wow. They yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, shoop. Oh. What's your favourite music video? Ooh, favourite music it's video. A t- I know, it's a, a tough, tough one. I've um, <laughs> Girls on film changed my life as, <laughs> as a 13 or 14-year-old watching Rage late night. But uh, That's a classic. That, don't Google it at work. No, yeah. It's, yeah, 80s clip, yeah, don't. It's, it's They do fine pillow work. I'd say, actually, if people are Googling, want to Google something, I came across this recently, um, an article, uh, just an online article in um, NME, um, sort of their online site, yeah. had a list of... Um, like well-known tracks, but they just isolated the vocal track and they had the the clips from YouTube. And um, phenomenal. You should hear Smells Like Teen Spirit with just the vocal track. You get a really good idea of uh, just how much he was screaming. And wow. It is, it's eerily... Eerie. It's on their live DV, or it's not, it's a collection of their clips live through this, Nirvana. There's like footage of Cobain singing Teen Spirit and on British radio. I think it might have even been the Jonathan Ross show. And at the tell they didn't want to do it because they're miming. And Kurt's singing slower. Like instead of, it's like, load up your guns, bring your friends. And like he sings the whole <laughs> song really deep. And it's like, what is going on? And like Dave Grohl's like miss, like his drumming is just out of sync. And yeah, it was just like, it was just taking the piss. And if anything, it did, like Nirvana, like they just could do no wrong. Like, mm. You know, if it was Hey Hey, it's Saturday, Daryl will be out the back going, someone get the blackface, this kid can't sing. <laughs> that was, um, but that was their whole thing. It was like, they, they just they, didn't care. That was the grunge thing. That was awesome. You could, remember that? You could just go out and like. And flannels. We lived, flannels. I lived in a blue flannel for like my whole year night. Torn jeans. It was, yeah. you didn't, no one ever did their hair. Like even chicks didn't. That's, that's on <laughs> Grooming was. We got another five years. They're up, to, they're back up to 88 in terms of retro fashions. Yeah. They have the, oh, it's coming back. The fluoro t-shirts. It's only a few more years. It'll oh, be back. That'll be there. Remember that stage in the nineties where um, girls used to wear the um, bib and brace overalls? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like. Yeah, that was blossom. Was, and they have, yeah, yeah blossom. blossom. It was a big thing out of that. I, I remember a guy telling me once. And this is when we were. I would have been in about year nine or ten at school. One of the guys telling me, "Nah, look, I don't. Uh, I'm not interested in a girl unless until I see her in a yeah, pair of overalls. They can pull off the overalls, <laughs> and that's how you know she's a good sort. They used to wear the white singlet under the 
I tell you, that guy went up to be a TV executive. He goes, you know what? We need a show. Farmer wants a wife. <laughs> Put him in overalls. We make it. Well, that, well that, that's a really like interesting point. It, it depends. Like what when you go through like your adolescence, the things that are around kind of fetishize your entire life for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Like in World War Two, all these kids who grew up on the underground and they had to kind of have the gas masks. When they reach adulthood in the UK, there was this massive kind of fetishization of kind of gas mask kind of porn. And now that's all gone. So, we, I think well, you had a very different childhood to me, Dave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gas mask porn. Yeah. No, no, no. We not, didn't no, grow up in me. the troubles, though, mate. No, we, yeah. didn't yeah. we, we, didn't, we didn't have the IRA. Did you ever, we ever, was, was that big in Ireland? Uh, up north it is, but I never had anything, any exposure to it at all whatsoever. No religious rights? You never, no, no, you I, never went against the oranges? No, I, I, was, I was accidentally in London during a bombing campaign. Uh, which was kind of uh, frightening because his crew was supposed to get out after <laughs> they planted the bomb. Well, it was, no, because we were we were driving out of London. We, we get this. We were. You're not going to quote in the name the storyline from in the name of the father. Okay, I, I tell you, Dave. You watch the movie. You weren't a part of it. I thought I thought Daniel Day Lewis was going to be paying me. Uh, One man me into came in the name of love. I'm an innocent man. No, we we were I'm actually here leaving. for. What was the father's name? Giuseppe. Giuseppe. I'm here yeah. to free the name of Giuseppe. But the uh, it's we, an Irish name, isn't it? Giuseppe. <laughs> Giuseppe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was his father. The He's Italian like branch. Poor innocent man, you know. He they took over his packet of sausages. To uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my favourite. Remember that, Josh? Have you seen in the name of the father? No, I haven't seen it. There's no Just um, for you. When we, what year are you familiar with the IRA you, or any of that stuff? What year were you born? Ninety-three. Ninety-three. Yeah, I think Nirvana only had one more year much. left. Yeah. Do you know Nirvana? I do know Nirvana. Nirvana. What? What? what like we we're talking about? Yeah, that's know? that's um that's that band that the, you know the uh, yeah. the guy from uh, Foo Fighters was in, isn't uh, it? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, but you know that'd be like us talking about the Who, you know? Who? Yeah. yeah. You know, some bands that just know. transcend. There's What's the first? All right, this actually we'll go around the room. What was the first, Josh? What was the first album you bought? Honestly, don't mate, don't. Try to be cool. Yeah, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's actually, it was Tenacious D. Tenacious D, really? Yeah. What year was it? Was it tribute or? Yeah, it was the first. You're so much cooler than me. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's cool. But, like, at least it wasn't going to say Backstreet Boys and Sync. Oh, oh, that's cool. Dave, what was your first? Well, or you Irish? I'm, I just know it's you too. No, 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 it wasn't actually. This Rattle is the, and hum. This is the weirdest one. It was actually that was given to everyone. That was issued yeah. in school in Ireland. You're born with it. Here's your okay. Your school books and uh, here's Rattle and hum. Just one more push. We're that was seriously. That was pretty awesome to be in Ireland when that was happening. It was like uh, you two. They're, they're one of us, and they're taking over the world. It was. No, we're internationally relevant, boys. Yeah. No, it was, that was because we were like a backwater. Like no, no one ever was Irish and famous. You know. Do you think you two are now at the point where they're more a parody than what they than respect well i remember someone sort of saying like, like elvis right elvis you know like elvis himself became an elvis impersonator hmm. towards the end hmm. even he couldn't be elvis you know and i think a lot of these big bands like rolling stones and uh you know you two are starting to go there they are pretty much have to just play the old stuff yeah, because people want to see that they don't have to no they don't have to hang it up they've got more money they, than they, they need. Yeah, hang no, it no, up. the rolling Stones. Like, i'm i am a massive rolling stones fan the stones they fix it up like they've got a massive have they changed their name to uh mastercard rolling stones yet yeah, no, just corporately <laughs> sponsored that's just mick actually if you want to if you want to google an amazing saturday night live clip mick jagger and Mike Myers were on, and it was Mike Myers playing Mick Jagger, and Mick Jagger playing Keith Richards, and it's point counterpoint. Mm. And it was all about. <laughs> oh, nice. It was back in the early nineties where it was like that. The NWA had that song "Cop Killer," yep. and they were arguing it back and forth, and it is one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. So check that out. So you two, you two now they're kind of like back in ninety. Uh, sorry, not ninety. Ninety they came out with uh, "Acton Baby," that was a great album. Mm -hmm. Then they came out with the "All You Can Leave Behind." Ten years later, and they're just like, "Wow, that's that's a good album as well." 
But you're, since, you're forgetting it. No, but fair since then, ch- no, no. Hang on. You just went from Actum Baby to to all that they left behind. Yeah. I think you're missing Zuropa. Yeah, but they had like uh, lots of like, the, but those two were massive. What? And that? then they had some good ones Zuropa in between as well. Yeah. Well, my, no, I'm saying all well, of Zuropa them. Zuropa was off cuts from Actum Baby. What was there? Was really? a couple of. Sorry. There was um, <laughs> No, it is. You know, it's like, oh, Christ, how do we get more music out? It was like the Northern Ireland of uh, Zeropa. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't question him on you two, just a shit. Yeah, yeah. No. But I, I mean, for me, like, he's, he's, it was one of his uh, end of year like exams with you two. <laughs> well, it's like uh, like this is a community. Well, like, joke. you know, like the the Australian test. I I, I do it uh, like a joke sort of saying that you write down Dodd Bradman for every question. But like you trying, I was trying to figure out what would the Irish equivalent of a test be. And Bono. Like, which is the best band in the world? You two, you're in. You know that that's all you have to do to get. What's out what's the edge? No, of your no, line? no. I think I think <laughs> I think you've been away yeah. from Ireland too long because I think it'd be. What's the best band in the world? You too, and I'll fight you for it. You got to throw the punch with that one, Dave. Maybe I'm just throwing a stereotype. No, the, the, the punch is implicit. You know, it's, that's, that's, that's <laughs> fair. I like that. What's on? So, what, no, but that wasn't. It. No, what this, was your first album? This is a. This is. I'm quite a straight heterosexual guy, but my first <laughs> album was Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> And it was only it's someone later. Them. Someone later told me all about like the. I've never heard co- anyone describe themselves as quite a heterosexual <laughs> guy. It's usually I am yeah. or I'm not, yeah, but uh, yeah. I'm quite heterosexual. Well, guys. When I bought that album, and people are going, you, "You do know like they're kind of like, gay, yeah, kind of icons," and like, really? I had the single for Go West. I thought yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was I, just I'm, in case you didn't know, Prince is is a bit gay. Prince. No, he's not. No, he's not. He used to go out. He was married. He, Charlie Sheen stole his gimmick. Prince used to go out with the two female lead singers. He used to date twins. I'm pretty sure he's married to them. Why are we talking about Prince? We're talking about heterosexual. Okay. Well, actually, I I have a dilemma. There's (laughs) what? There's a band where Prince came into it. (laughs) I think, Josh, we're going to go and research. Showing your age, but in a young way. Yeah. Do you remember what like Prince was doing Batman music? That's even before you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, there was there was Batman movies before Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I know that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, Josh lives with quite possibly the most obsessed Batman person I I know. He's been on the podcast before, Seizure Kaiser. So Josh knows Batman. He's suffered Batman. He's lived through Batman. Yeah, it's like living yeah. through hell. He's through hell. <laughs> Who's your favourite Batman? Michael Keaton. Yeah, I guess you could say nice that. to see a comic getting uh, he was getting good. around as Batman. Every, everyone was up he was in, good. Everyone's up in his face, but yeah, he had the kind of the because even in Beetlejuice, he was like that kind of really dark right. personality. Was, was very good. I think Look, I was more focused on the great. villains than the actual Batman. Yeah, I know. How good was the Scarecrow? <laughs> Almost as good as Mister Freeze. But Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze. I mean, that was just hilarious for me. And Jim Carrey played the Riddler. Yeah, I've forgotten classics. Forgotten classics. You've completely thrown us off course. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Prince. What are we, what are we first album. About? You know, the only person happy no, listening no, actually, to this no. will be Seizure. Oh, oh I'm talking about Batman. Like, finally, more Batman. No, actually, I have a dilemma. There's a band I love, and similar sense to you, they're coming to Australia. I want to go to the concert. I can get tickets to the concert, but no, my girlfriend won't go with me. No one I know go with me. If there's anyone on out there in the podcast land, I love the village people. Okay. I am, like, in year 11. Good luck with that. I used to play the village... Like, we That's had, quite heterosexual. <laughs> I might go with. I'm it. confident enough in my sexuality. I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Who cares? But I mean, I we, in year no, in year eleven, I went to an all boys school, and it, it, wrongly it, <laughs> for one year. No, well, no, yeah, I changed. <laughs> I thought no, there's a girls' school. I'll go there. But we used to play like every in our year group. We had jocks, alternatives, and um, the rest, which I was in. And each one we had this, our common room, and you got to have the stereo for a day. 
<laughs> and we 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 used to play the village people because it just used to rile the jocks up and all the girls because we used to have girls come and do classes in year 11 and 12 the girls would be like this is fun they'd come sit with us we'd listen and we'd be sitting there dancing along with the girl and the jock like we paid for it like we got beaten mercilessly but it was worth it and I, I it stand by well that's interesting because I, I believe that that theory has moved on like uh, shops that want to kind of get rowdy kids to move on they just play classical music out the doors and all the kids just you know feck off because they don't like the classical music that was Bar- so. Barry Manilow they play is it Barry Manilow yeah it's not village people but, but that would get rid of me as well so you know Barry Manilow he had a song called Mandy years and years ago <laughs> oh Mandy well Mandy is actually a cover of a song um, by a bloke named Scott English um, and the song originally is called Brandy and um, I went out with a girl at like, end of high school who was named rhyming's, after that song rhyming's really hard and um and one time for her birthday, how's this? Like, I tracked down a um, a little eight inch record, the, the old black looking CDs, Josh. Um, <laughs> and um, Are they I, I, oh wait, Dom's a gone. single oh, of the of the Scott English um, song Brandy for her for her birthday, and she was just like, oh yeah, don't have a record player. She wasn't <laughs> impressed by the effort. There was no. I was like, wow, that's just a little well, bit heartless. Talk about talk about um, like nineties. I don't know if you're familiar with the Happy Monday song uh, Step On. You know that one. That, I'm twisting my melon, man. Hang on, let me drop a drop an A, and I think I'll remember it. Yeah, no, that that was like the their number one song. I was blown out to find it. It's a cover version of like a '70s song, yeah. and the original one is just the words are the same, the tune is the same, everything else is just like it's 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 like going back in time or something. It's just freaky, and I can't tell you what the song is because I don't have that memory. Are you talk about actually, I had there was a girl I really liked, and I did end up going out with her, but I orchestrated our first date. We went to a music festival and my plan was we'd see a few bands and the headline act and this was the 90s so don't judge and I like them I know some people don't some people do The Whitlams I like Yeah, the Whitlams. no, I, big Whitlams fan Yeah and remind me to talk we have a bromance growing here Oh, music. <laughs> Musically, yes <laughs> We're quite het- heterosexual too, Dave We're going to cool. trade CDs oh, I'm glad this. They're actually going to go see The Village People together Yeah <laughs> the, Whitlam, the Village Whitlam. People were well before the 90s, Josh <laughs> <laughs> No, he just remembers Wayne's well <laughs> yeah. um, well, I went to it too, sorry And so I'd, my plan was actually, That reminds me I've had a lot of people recently the, it, I knew got, You know like that name uh, It's a French name Xavier But sometimes in English It's uh, Xavier Xavier, yeah But because of the movies And kids growing up And they've only ever seen Like the X-Men movies They oh. now think their name is Xavier I'd like you to introduce you to Xavier See, I just knew it as Xavier I've got That's like, what it is Two friends Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never It's very X- American, Xavier Yeah, but, Xavier. It's, but now Because of the movies Now all these kids growing up Think that's mm. the that's the way so, uh, yeah. But with this girl, we got to the concert, and I, my plan was the Whitlam slow music. I'll make the move. What were you looking for? Charlie number two? Or? Well, I was, I was singing Charlie number two. I was hoping for no aphrodisiacs. I thought. Nice. Because then we can get the, put the arm around it when it rocks up a bit. bit yeah. as long as you don't, and as long as you don't sing along too close to it. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. I, I bit my tongue. Yeah. But, so th- that was a big plan. I like oh, all day. I'm like, oh, I've got to see the Whitlams, got to see the Whitlams. And then we're about to go to the Whitlams. She goes, oh, you go to the Whitlams. I'm going to go watch Body Jar. And oh just, wow! And yeah, I was like, yeah, I but like to this day. I don't like body jar for that reason, mate. Body jar, you're not really looking at it. There's no point in a body jar set. I would imagine that they just slow things down nicely. But and, and this one's for the couples, guys. The day did have a happy ending because it was an all ages festival. And before you think I was creepy, I was 18 at the time, so I was not too creepy. And that's one of the all ages, yeah. mate. That's fine. Yeah, I know. That's but, the creepiest of ages. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> if I went to an all ages festival now, went to the Whitlams, that'd mm. be creepy. But the, we the got Whitlams would be playing all ages. Oh, <laughs> it was people taking their kids, I suppose. They're playing RSLs now, so I think they, yeah, they would. 
<laughs> forget about the pokies, eh? But um, <laughs> but the day did have a happy ending because all day there was this little kid. He would have been about twelve, running around with a Slipknot t-shirt, and he's just been a dick. And the super juice. Whoa, whoa, whoa! A dick in a Slipknot. I know. Chair. Yeah. What? what are the odds? Fuck. But the closing act was the Super Jesus and this kid, he finally got up and he was crowd surfing and he's up there and he's giving everyone the finger, he's putting and he's, and he's crowd surfing and the it wasn't a massively attended festival, like the mosh pit was about 20 people deep, then there was nothing. So the kid's being circled and I'm sort of watching it, I'm sort of watching it happen and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen because the kids, and I'm like, that kid's going to fall, that kid's going to fall, that, and he just got dumped from the mosh pit on his head and the neck bent back and you know that moment when you're like yeah he's gonna need an ambulance but then he got up and he's crying so we all started laughing it was so funny no kids are great kids can take a hit though I am this was bad like it was neck break did I ever tell you about the time I punched the lead singer from She Had um, in a a mosh pit this could be a special episode oh man I am how many Uber? people have you punched in a mosh pit? Just, uh, just in case we could have a whole never, series. You've clearly, never yeah. been in a, in a mosh what's pit. On, what's see? What's <laughs> what, how? This twelve years. Surely statute of limitations expired on this. But um, we were. Um, it was at the bar on the hill in Newcastle University, and she had been playing. And there were these guys. We were right down the front. Love she had. It was. Was it the time she of, had or pacifier? It was she had. She had actual she had. They um. It was around the time of General Electric. Oh, I love and, that um, song. I. I I still have a drumstick at home from, <laughs> yeah. from the concert. Can you beat him off with it. Was, this was amazing. This is the most amazing day. I rocked up. It was like a, um, it might have been a Tuesday or whatever. I rocked up. I had a maths lecture in the morning and then I had a break all day and then I had a uh, media society and culture lecture at like five in the afternoon. So I had a 9 a.m. lecture, massive break, a 5 p.m. lecture. Rock up, maths lectures cancelled. Um, so better go to the bar. Um, started drinking. Um, there we went to um, went through. Turns out I didn't make it to my five pm lecture, uh, which is weird. I'm amazed you got up for the nine am lecture. Yeah, no, I was, I was pretty studious um, back then. <laughs> I went uni. to the bar. Yeah. Some, of, some of the best nine months of my life. Um, <laughs> but we, um, so yeah, we went over, we went straight over and got in drinking early, and so we were right down the front for the mosh pit, and there were these guys sort of. Um, crowd surfing from the back getting passed forward and they kept sort of kicking us in the back of the head as they're getting and it was just annoying us and so um, mate of mine says to me like let's next person that crowd surfs let's punch and we both got our heads down and we just feel this guy above us so start just throwing a few <laughs> into the side gets passed back and we look at the stage and there's Johnny I believe it's Johnny Too Good or something yeah, I forget yeah. his name he's crouched over the side <laughs> <laughs> but to like credit to him as a performer when the solo finished he went on with the song like he'd never been punched so yeah I hope that's, they just don't I hope, make I hope that's like what that you anymore. learned I hope I, that's what you learned in university you know to be a true performer hey no, mate, took that you would have been proud of me because the next day was St. Patrick's Day <laughs> <laughs> I am um, yeah I, we we went home I stayed at a friend from my maths classes that night who I didn't realise was a friend she just hung out with us and drank all day and she said oh guys you can come back sleep at our place and then uh, the next morning we got up and jogged to the pub about a k and a half away for a uh, 6.30 six, six. start for St. Patrick's Day. Well, morning. you sort of failed it right away. Like the jogging is probably not the best thing to do. Oh, mate. I was sweating. <laughs> I, was, I was so drunk. But uh, yeah, good times. Although 90s, it was just a great... That's one of my favorite... <laughs> Do you guys seen the movie The Wrestler? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't seen that. That's oh, a good movie. Good, but there's a scene in there. And I disagree with it, but it's su- such a funny statement and... 
Mickey Rourke's dancing with his... This, I shouldn't spoil it for you, but it's just one scene. He's dancing with the girl, the stripper. Spoiler that, alert. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, from a film five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's in a bar dancing, and I think it's to, either Motley Crue or Def Leppard, some big 80s band. And he just goes, yeah, they don't make music like this. She goes, yeah, too, right? They don't. He goes, fucking grunge came in and killed all the fun. You know, we just want to dance, none of this looking at our hands. And it's like, he's <laughs> kind of right in a way, but also... It's kind of like like we look nostalgically now for grunge, you know, when we oh, met with one, one Direction. But well, Andrew's, Andrew's got two kids. He's, he's bringing up the next generation already, you know. He's going to be telling, like, these war stories about kids, about, like, the music. Oh, I didn't listen to this music when I was a kid. And... My, my kids um, my kids will get exposed to Nirvana on an almost daily basis. You know what they do? They're haters. They're haters. No, they don't. They, no. they like it. But they... um. They're still at the age where they like what dad likes, so it doesn't matter so much. But I'll tell you what they do. They will request, the oldest will request at night sometimes that I put on, um, Dad, can you put on um, my uh, my Eat It song? And Because uh, one time he wouldn't eat, so I put on um, Widow Yankovic, <laughs> Eat It. And uh, some nights he will not have dinner until uh, his song's playing. And then the one that comes on after that is The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota, a, um, a gr- classic classic Weird Al song and uh, yeah the three year old will just sometimes randomly request that when I've got music playing dad can we have the biggest ball of twine Minnesota and I'm like yeah mate we'll you should on. write a parenting manual this is advice parents need it, 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 I think it'd be called hands off <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I offered to mind my uh, niece, niece and uh, two nephews for my um, brother recently and uh, his wife said oh no you, you That'd be a lot of work. I said, you, you haven't seen my parenting style. And <laughs> it's very Lord of the Flies, the way I run a household. Lord of the Flies. What, you've got the conch shell? Yeah. Which one's yeah. Piggy? Uh, day, day by day. Day by day. <laughs> Whichever one's on top. So, Josh, the first time you bought was Tenacious D. Dave's was Pet Shop Boys. Andrew, what was yours? I don't know if you guys have noticed. I've been doing my best to make sure we never got round to me. Ah, he's... My, uh, my first no, album... No, we noticed. My first album was uh, a little album called Edge. Um, oh, because I love like Comedy on the off. Edge. Wow. Um, Edge by Daryl Braithwaite. Was, it that, was that Horses? No, no, pre-Horses. This pre-horses? was One Summer. One Summer. Yep, that one. There's no shame and in that. I basically knew that one track, and uh, we had a bit of money, and I said I was going to buy a record, because that's <laughs> what they were. And um, my mum was a bit sus on the fact that I only knew one track. She, like, she knew that was sure. what was going on, because she knew I loved that track, even though I thought it was it's instead of... catchy song. I thought the words were instead of one summer, you know, I'll find a way. I thought it was up on a wave. Um, I thought it was all about surfing as a kid, <laughs> but... Uh, Anyway, I um I lie. I remember lying to her. She goes, "Do you know more than that song?" And I remember going through, "Yeah, yeah, Sugar Train. That's a great song, Mum. I love it." Turns out I wasn't that into that particular track. <laughs> nah. it was, of, of all the songs on the album, that was probably my least favourite. Oh, that's well, my first out of well, actually, so you got vinyl. Dave was yours. I, mine was actually a coloured vinyl. Coloured vinyl. That's why I got it. It's like it's it's not black. This is in the eighties where you started getting things that weren't just black. Wow, that's kind of racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's not black. I'll get it. Awkward. Well, it actually was freckly, Irish. if anything. Freck, so. Freckly. Oh. Freckly. <laughs> and Josh, I'm guessing you were CD? CD, yeah. So the kids, now they're downloading. Oh, so even mm. CDs are old school now. For yeah. me, it was cassette. I bought a cassette tape, and it was Ice House. You bought cassettes. Ooh, Man of Colours. Because I love the song, Electric Blue. Ice that House, song is... F- Ice House played the Reeves B Workers recently, near where I yeah. live. Yeah. What were you doing buying cassettes? No one bought cassettes. you got a friend who bought the cassette, and then you dub it, you know, and you copy it, and that was the you way to go. You had one of those fancy cars with a cassette player, didn't you? <laughs> 
No, I had a I, I had a Walkman. It's yellow. It was a. I had was a that the very, waterproof one? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. No, well, I went to like well, I went to primary school and then I went to a private school. But in primary school, like we weren't well off, but we were the rich kid for the area. Like there was no one had money, so I'm like, this is Tasmania. Yeah, though, Tasmania. Yeah. So like you know, I could afford a cassette, and I'm like, I was the kid. I bought the cassette and then I'd lend it to people. Oh, you you were that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually no, I don't know. I like I don't think we had the rec- like I don't think I think this was pre. Two tape recorders to really? record? No, no, no. I think it, like I think we, the technology. We had even had that in Ireland. Wow, it's, <laughs> it's Tasmania, Tasmania even yeah. behind Ireland in terms of technology. We're like the Isle of Man. Wow, you know, we're not. We're not. Even Ireland, bits of Ireland didn't get electricity until seventy three. When, when was the Tasmania? Was it like after that? What's that? The electricity. Electricity. Uh, <laughs> when we right. went to the main, there. Well, what was what was the first concert? Oh, first or best concert? I'd say the first concert I... I'm pretty sure to... Josh's answers for all of the above is Tenacious Day. <laughs> no, no, it's not actually. It's on my sleeve. I think the first concert I ever... First proper concert I ever went to in year 11, I went and saw um, Bob Dylan uh-huh. at the uh, Sydney Entertainment Centre. And um, it was one of those ones, one of those concerts where apparently he's cleaned up, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was it, It was literally the first sort of first minute of the song you're just which one's this trying to work out what it what it was and he played a lot of off his fairly ordinary new album but um bob's in the basement taking all the medicine (laughs) yeah no i wish it was that clear to be honest he mumbled a lot oh dave your first i was a radiohead in boston oh no back in In boston yeah, I spent a, a summer working over there, and, and Radiohead just happened to be in town. It was, it was just back when, just when OK Computer came out. Remember oh. back when they used to be a, still a guitar band? Yeah, Before yeah. Because uh, I think they were. Well, they still are, I saw them. I still think they were, they were better as a guitar band. When I've got, actually, I've got Bob Dylan. Have you ever had a friend who loves something so much that they turn you off it? Yeah. <laughs> That's me with Bob Dylan. I can't. I just, yeah. I, just, I had friends who got way into Ben Harper. Oh, ben, it's just oh. too Ben Harper. Ben Harper, Jack Johnson, I can't stand. I hate that slow. Um, go away. But yeah, so Bob Dylan, I just can't talk. Like this guy's got books on the philosophy of Dylan. He reads and he'll tell you. And it's like I don't care. I don't. And I don't like. I think Bob Dylan songs sound better sung by other people. All along the Watchtower. <laughs> my, my favorite. Do you have you ever listened to Adam Carolla's podcast? Yes. I hate to be where he talks about um. The one where he told women aren't funny. No, no. Where he said um, he talks about Bob Dylan um singing Maggie's Farm. You know, I don't want to work on Maggie's Farm anymore. No more. And he's like, well, do you really think Maggie thinks he's, she's getting a lot out of you anyway, Bob? <laughs> the best farm worker I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, that's Radiohead. They were they were a band I got a t- one a ticket to, and I like this. And I was like, oh, this is going to be depressing. But they were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They're two drummers. They're, They're amazing. Like if anyone. And hopefully this will go. They're touring Sydney in November. If anyone wants, to, I will pay for this ticket within reason. I don't you have, have a lot to pay of money. For tickets, no, they're sold out. Like, you, oh really? Scalping is ridiculous. Like it's sold out in like minutes. So if anyone can hook us up with a Radiohead, we'll, we'll all go. So yeah, yeah. You can be a guest on the podcast if you can hook us up with a Radiohead t- ticket. So Josh, what was a Tenacious D ticket if you find one? <laughs> hey, I saw Tenacious D um, supporting uh, Foo Fighters. Yeah, they did. That was awesome. That was sold out like. That. Yeah, I, I went. So, what was your first concert, Josh? My first concert, the well, Eagles. <laughs> it was uh, Coke Live and Local. I was at that gig, and there was uh, I think it was Pink and not that gig. No, not that gig. I went to Coke Live and Local. It was you and mine, the Super Jesus. No, I, I went to the presets when they had all lasers going crazy, and it was it was brilliant for the first time. But 
My, not, it wasn't my favourite gig, but it was one of the... What was your... I'm uh, guessing Tenacious D, your favourite? I haven't been to a live Tenacious D. Oh, oh you went to Flight of the Concord. I went to Flight of the Concord, but the best one I've, got, I've had was... Um, it was a trifecta night where they had um, Crooked Fiddle Band, Mojo Juju and the Snake Oil Merchants, and closing finisher was The Beards. And everyone... I recognise most of those words. <laughs> <laughs> everyone in the p- joint was here to see the beard and they all had a beard except for this one guy who was at the front and once they got on stage they just pointed at this guy and said he doesn't have a beard and everyone just grabbed him and pulled him all the way to the back oh. and it was just like a big celebration of beards and there were women there Celebrate, or a discrimination against people who don't have beards exactly. so what's the inverse so isn't that afraid of beards are pronophobes so what's someone who's not afraid of beards and the tickets were like 15 bucks where was it at it was at the university of Sydney? Manning, Manning Bar. Bar. Yeah. Does Sydney have a university? Is there a university? <laughs> 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 I've got three, actually. Manning Bar. I've seen some good gigs there. My f- well, my first concert was a band that did a lot culturally and politically. Yothi Indy. Nice. Yeah. That was the be- that was still one of my top ten shows. Because I love That's a Treaty. It was just, it was just, I played I want, that on, I, on repeat. I once saw in a country RSL um, <laughs> a couple of young blokes do probably the best Yotha Yindi karaoke I've ever seen. Oh, that's One of them had all the um like the didgeridoo sounds and the you know the you know the kookaburras and stuff going on in the back. He was doing all of it on the mic. It was just phenomenal. That's impressive work. I mean, I'm impressed that they actually got Yotha Yindi on in an RSL yeah. like to, to play it like at a karaoke. You know, I thought, hey, we don't stand for that. None of that. No, this was a this is a this is a good night. Very good night, but uh, they, you know, I think they were running, it might have even been running a bit of a competition that night, and those guys romped it in. They were oh, phenomenal. They got my vote, and I wasn't even there. I, did, I mean, I did the gambler, and, you know, they usually that's a, that's a sure that's thing. A, that's a, you know when to hold them. Yeah. I, I, I remember karaoke. We went, I got kicked out of, I think it's closed now, the Coogee RSL, not the one on the, it's up on Car Street, and we went and saw wrestling there, and it was a great show. We got we got kicked out at the end because after the show we got in the ring and we were wrestling. And they're like, "Get out!" <laughs> so then we went. And we were a bit bit drunk and we went and played. I was karaoke and when I do karaoke, I put on a show. I was I was singing um Jumpin' Jack Flash, um nice. yeah. Nice. And I was swinging. I didn't. I it was the first time I think I've ever held a microphone. So I was swinging the mic and this old guy goes, "No, no, don't do that. It, you 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 loosen the joint in it. You loosen the joint." <laughs> and then then I, I got a bit of confident, like I'm strutting, I'm strolling. And then I started improvising lyrics that were very derogatory towards my mate. We're yeah, I got kicked out of that pretty soon. Well, your, was, your mic technique has definitely improved since then. Oh, it has. I, mean, I haven't. Swung I mean, you the mic. are like I think Andrew and myself have commented on this in the past, but like around Sydney, there is none better. For mic work, it's just oh. I, we just we just look at it and just in awe. I appreciate that, but you haven't seen some of the masters. Like I I I I make the mistake of, and this is more visual, like holding it up like a rapper. <laughs> when I first started, I thought that's how you do your jokes. I'm like, you're a rapper, and someone's like, no, what, you're blocking your face. What I liked about when you do that though is at the end of your set, you just drop the mic and storm off. You, which, they, as an MC, I thought was controversial. You used, you used to be my closer until I. F- started running a room and figured out how much these mics cost. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, it's I'm, more fun with someone else's yeah, mic. We've got four mics here and there's a couple of them are on their last legs. Yeah, Let's be honest, if there are any... Actually, don't, sh- don't touch your one. Yeah, yeah, Andrew's, <laughs> is, Andrew's is booby-trapped. Josh is a 995 Kmart special. 
Dave's is all right. I've, I've actually got a brand this new one's mic. one's weird. It says professional on the side. Well, that, that, yeah, I, I, I used that with White Ash earlier. Well, that one, we yeah. It's actually, my, it's, it's actually not a microphone. It's just a bit of um, a couple of forks taped together. Mine's a very expensive one. It's a Shaw microphone, and it's brilliant. So, Shaw, if you're out there and you want to give us three microphones, that'd be awesome. That would be really nice. That'd be great. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll happily plug you every show, but this is being borrowed. It's actually, Carrie owns this microphone, so I'm under strict instructions. I've got to be careful. But yeah, no, she's not going to be happy with you doing that right now. Oh, no. I mean, that could hit the wall any second. Well, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait till you see my closing this podcast. We're going to sign. What amazes me is he can spin it without ever being off mic. <laughs> he's a lot. His head's going very fast to follow that mic. No, but he, yeah, he can, well, he can project his voice dynamically. So every mm. time it goes around, it still sounds the same. Well, actually, someone at work, like I was overhearing my day job. Um, I think they call it water cooler, water cooler conversation do they exist anymore yeah we got we got them in our office but we don't talk around and we talk in the kitchen and it was one of it was one of one of the staff he goes and i just you know when you're walking in a conversation and someone goes now that's rubbish you're lying you're making that up i'm like listen and i'm like well, what's going on and the guy goes tell him tell mark tell mark what you just told me well apparently beyonce's dad and you know it's going to be a good story once <laughs> beyonce's dad i'm like where's this gonna go so don't stop now. No, man. no, I know. I'm, I'm building the suspense. Building the suspense. I'm, I'm, I'm at that point now when I don't Andrew, know Andrew whether I don't know whether the punchline is funny enough to carry this story. But so we'll build it a little. There's longer. people fast forwarding. I know. Yeah, we, I'm expecting that. Beyonce. But so Beyonce's dad used to make her as a child sing on the treadmill to get the balance right in her voice. Wow. So she can maintain the notes. Now, it's one of those stories, it could be true, it could be lies. Oh, mate, that's rubbish, mate. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. <laughs> We've got the world's number one Beyonce. Um, Josh is here, and ladies, if you're wondering, no, there's no ring he's, on he's it. He's still so doing single. the single lady's hand all the way through the podcast. Oh, it's oh, very oh. distracting. That song, actually, that song... <laughs> yeah, what is going in those headphones? Is it this podcast, or is, are you monitoring <laughs> it's Beyonce these levels? On are you even recording this? All the single ladies. Are the oh, you got to press record. Destiny, <laughs> Destiny's Child's greatest hits. Yeah. You know, there's two. I actually, that's funny. So I used to work on a TV show, Good News Week, and as a, I just a stand in, I used to hang out, and so I used to listen. I to did work experience there in year ten. Oh, nice. Way back when it was on the ABC. Oh, back in the old days when yeah, they didn't yeah. have a budget. Oh, nice. We'd, we'll talk about that off camera because there'll be names. It'll be good. Yeah. But I used to like sit there in the rehearsal days, and every time I hear Beyonce's "All the Single Ladies," I had to listen for like an hour, and it was great. Tim Minchin singing Beyonce's All the Single Ladies. Go, look it up on YouTube. I think it's there with Claire Hooper doing the backing dancing. Now, Tim Minchin is a very... When he sings it, it's so creepy. It's like, ah, the single ladies. Ah, the single... And just watching his <laughs> eyes go like... It's one of the most... And so every time I hear that, and that a, song can stick in my head for days. It is one of those songs that uh, it really is a context thing. Well, for me, it? it's like... Look at the, like, the lyrics to it. And I don't... Like, I think it's an anti-women song. Like... All the single ladies, all the single ladies. If you like it, then you put a ring on it. Mm. So for all those single ladies out there in their thirties haven't got a ring on it, it's clear they're not liked. Mm. You know, they're like it's very like like Beyonce's like I've got Jay Z. What? Uh oh, you got nothing. I got a ring on it. You got nothing. There's a lot of songs when you really like take them apart. They they start falling like Ireland's own Ronan Keating. Sure, you know Ro. One of his most famous songs is "You Say It Best When You Say Nothing at All." Now think about it. That's basically telling a woman to shut up. 
mm. you know, say nothing at all. That's when you're you're saying it best. So uh, which which he's a judge on one of those talent <laughs> contests. Uh, I don't it? know. They just Irish guys seem to come over and do all the shows. They have Brian McFadden on one and Ronan Keating on the other, and I can't tell the difference. <laughs> oh, racist! <laughs> uh, between <Yes>. the shows, controversial, <laughs> 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 Dave. Yeah, very controversial. I know it's the internet, but mate, we got standards still, mate. Yeah, it's like, dude, you know, there are some areas we don't go. I know, <laughs> I know there are. I look, I now I know why you listed this podcast as explicit. Yes. which is to cover Dave's racism. Uh, they all look alike, those Irish crooners. I oh, know you can pull part songs. You know, well, what about um, Queens? Don't stop me now. What do you guys think that is about? Don't stop me now. I'm having a good time. Exactly. Don't, no one's, well, he's having a good time. He's having fun. He, he could yeah. have been doing a podcast. Uh, Josh is making the masturbation hand singing. That, no, that's the... Uh, you're turning Japanese. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. that song. This is a racist song, but it's true, yeah. Turning Japanese because... It's also a when song you... called The Nips Are Getting Bigger that's about <laughs> drinking. Yes. So. <laughs> I remember when I first heard that, I'm like... Oh. We're not allowed to call them that. Are they, well. <laughs> I was about to go completely <laughs> wrong then. <laughs> Actually, that's one thing. I remember watching Rage. I love watching Rage. Rage is my favourite TV show because you just watch the clips. And I remember once the band, who sings the Nipsu? It's Mental as Anything, isn't yes. it? Yes. They've got their other song, If You Leave Me, Can I Come Too? Yes. I remember watching that and I'm going, that's in Hobart. They filmed the film clip in Hobart near in the city and like on the little side streets. And I'm like... Maybe they're there now, and we used to, I just have to drive past it to school, and every day I'd be just looking, going, "Oh, where's the band?" Where's and they would, they never played. Yeah, but you're like me when I found out that like TV shows and movies were actually like acted, and they weren't really like policemen or lawyers or anything, and I just couldn't watch it. I was just like, "But it's not real." Yeah, you know, I just kind of walked away for like that was like eight until ten. I couldn't that watch. Explains it. a lot about you, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I, I um I remember <laughs> a mate of mine was on Rage for um. One of uh, he was in the in the film clip of um, Spider Bait. Yeah, which one? Um, I'm pretty sure it was Buy Me a Pony. No, that's all clips like fast. Do do do. It's like bang 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 bang. bang. It was basically it's them just doing a bit of dancing in the um, the goal mouth of an AFL ground. Oh, okay, and I've, it was I've, taken in Finley. It's only a very short clip, yeah. but there's about three. Of them. They were just down there having a kick, uh, the football and uh, Spider Bait from Finley. I think it's Old Man Sam. It could be, yeah, and um, and yeah, they they just got approached and they said, "Do you want to be in a, a spot about film?" Uh, yeah, yeah, approached. That, that sounds much more ominous. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. My eighteenth so, birthday party, I played the song "Buy Me a Pony" thirty-seven times on repeat because I could. Really, it's a great song. I am. Um, that, that's the start of an OCD. Kind no, of no, it's just all no, no. You know how you're about play "Buy Me a Pony." Play, put it on. It's only like a minute forty, a minute fifty song. So you just hit re. You hear it three times. It's an awesome song. Do you know Spider Bait, Josh? Yeah, I do. Of course. Good. Good, Good. Australian band. They did uh, Black Betty, which they stole from Ram Jam. They didn't stole. They covered it. Re- do you think Ram Jam wrote that song? I reckon they did it a lot better than. It's a Spider cover. Bait. It's a cover. I don't of, think it's that good a song. When I don't. Ram it's Jam le- it's a le- it's a lead belly song, isn't it? It's somewhat like yeah, Ram Jam sure. covered it because it's funny. Like when Spider Bait covered, like when you cover a song, you have to you get performance rights, but you don't get writing rights. So I think it is Lead Belly's estate. Every time it's played, whether it's Spider Bait, Ram Jam, they get all the money for nothing, really. But yeah, don't 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 talk. talk you know that Spider-Bait. that that Total Recall movie was not the original Total Recall, yeah, but there was that. another one. Yeah, I hear they're remaking the remake. It's yeah, <laughs> and they're remaking RoboCop. As well, another Paul Verhoeven movie. Fine. I want to see him, and it's going to die in its arse. I hate movie. Remakes. But I want to see. I want to see him remake Showgirls and actually have this one be successful. You know, I think what they were missing is the big kind of spike through someone's neck. 
Yeah, that was another date mistake of ours. <laughs> me and my mate, we took, we oh, took these two idea, girls mate. in year 10. We're like, oh, what's on? Oh, oh, we'll show these show girls a show. <laughs> yeah, we went to show It's about girls, girls who are yeah. shows. They yes. weren't impressed. Right. Yeah, we were, they're like, just can, you, can we leave? Can we like, oh, we've paid the money. <laughs> You're like, look at the corn. I can't stand up. I'm just like, yeah, no, no. I'm not going to pass the popcorn. You just reach over. Oh, my goodness. I hate the worst, for me, the worst film remake ever made. And Will Smith has done a lot of great work. But yep. the worst thing he's ever done is his children. Because... Not, not, not like that. The worst thing he oh, created... Oh, careers. Yeah. She's famous for that you're song. You're telling me... I whip my hair me. back and forth. I whip my hair... And he remade The Karate Kid. His son should be executed for this. Because... Wow, big Karate Kid. Oh, well, we have to sort of oh. say... Obviously, you have your mantra leader... Mr. Miyagi on the in wall. In Edge HQ, we've got a life-size picture of portrait of Mr. Miyagi covering one of the walls. On the walls, we've got Mr. Miyagi on one wall, Jimi Hendrix on the other wall, and a comic by the name uh, of Daniel Kitson, who I'd love to I, I, podcast I actually picture, learned a lot from Mr. Miyagi. I, I figured I had to get kids to come over to my place and just do all the housework and make yeah, convince wash them, the wash the car, and then say, oh, I'm teaching you skills, man. You know, you're going to be able to pick on those uh, bullies. How do, you, how do you think I got Josh here to do the sound <laughs> tonight, you know? Wax what? on, yeah. wax off. No, audio on, levels up. Audio on, levels up. But no, the whole... Kar- I refuse to watch the new Karate Kid because it's racist. I saw the clip and it's like j- his little son. I, re- I don't know his name and I'm not going to dignify him by looking him up on wait, Wikipedia and remember... Jayden. I'm not going to... Jaden. It doesn't Which matter. is weird. Jaden. His, his wife's name's Jada. Jada, Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> well, she hasn't done anything to displease except for give birth to the kids. But Jesus, you don't like these kids. Hey, go and listen to Whip My Hair Back and Forth. That's an annoying yeah. song. But the kid's right. In Speaks the clip, he's like, yeah, but like, if you got, what, what was the kid, like seven? Did you ever see like what kids are like at seven? I want to hear it again. You don't give them a recording career. Yeah, and the other one you is... You are when Smith. You what the other one is, The Karate Kid. The Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3 are great movies. Karate Kid 2 is in um, set in Japan because karate's Japanese. Mm-hmm. Will Smith's little kid... Well, set it in China. Karate's not Chinese. They do mention that in the movie, though. Well, why is it called the Karate Kid? Why not? Because it's a tacit racism Ta- in the movie. Yeah, because Wait, the, they, um, they just the Tai Chi Kid didn't really. <laughs> well, Kung Fu Kid should have been the Kung Fu Kid. And then there's this other. I would have seen the Tai Chi. There's that little. Kid. What, about, what about where do you stand on the next Karate Kid? The one that had was it Hillary Swank? Swank. It had me arguing it. Uh, see, my Swank always trying to play boys in yeah. movies. I, it was I. It wasn't the best thing I've seen, but look, it's great. The fight scene in Karate Hit 3 is one of the greatest ever with Mike Barnes. That bad boy Mike Barnes. Go and watch that. It's great. I don't think I've actually seen that one. You've I'm never seen s- no, Not three. Not three. At, at first two, for sure. But, uh, like, yeah. Like, what happened to the... Oh, no, I think I might have said... What happened to the Japanese girlfriend in two that he was all Yoko. over? And then he just goes she back got, to America. No, when he went... Because he, he doesn't mention her again. No, he did at the start. He said Miyoku got a contract to dance in Tokyo, so she couldn't come out. <laughs> he covered... And he writing. covered... <laughs> that is lazy writing. covered in insect... In oh, it's a, no, it's a follow-up, because it's like, what happened to Elizabeth Shue in number two? Oh, she dumped me for a football player. Yeah. No, I always kind of wondered, like, something like the end of Die Hard. What happens to these people after the day after... Well, we know what happened to Alan Rickman. He yeah. just... Ah, he fell well, off the building. Mm, I was oh, watching that. Or did he? We didn't see him land. It was like well, Ninja, Ninja Turtles when Shredder's helmet got uh, crushed in the back of the garbage. Ninja Shredder, like, right. and why was Raphael billed as the leader of the turtles in the movie? Yet we all know that Leonardo was yeah. the leader in the in the cartoon. Like that for me, as a st- I don't like Raphael. I mean, what sort of That's weapon it. is a sigh? Come on, you know Leonardo had swords which should trump everything. Nunchucks, they're kind of cool. 
Size know. are basically big forks. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. So what are you going to do? Toast a marshmallow? And it's like, oh, Raphael's the broody one. Yeah, he, he was moody. He did annoy me. He was a bit moody. Uh, for, for once, I feel like I have to be the voice of reason. You know, it's just like, th- oh, these are right. mutated turtles. You know, it's like, there's not really a kind of are a, they a standard. Are they tortoises? They're turtles. turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Tortoise would have been a completely yeah. different show. In More Ireland, slow moving, I think. In Ireland, they actually, when they brought the cartoon out, they actually changed it to Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because they didn't want the word ninja in the name. And it's like, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. That's, really? Yeah, that's, that's what's in our head. And then you get out of what? Ireland and you hear Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles? What are you talking about? They're Hero Turtles. Well, it's like the Lord's Prayer. Do you guys know the Lord's Prayer? Do I? Mm. Trespass or sins? Uh, trespass and trespasses. Trespass or Have you been... You, I was to? raised, lead us today, forgive us our sins, because we forgive those who sin. No, I, was, I went to an Anglican school, and uh, Anglican. I learned sin. Like, trespasses to me, it doesn't It doesn't. It's fit. the light beer of Catholicism, Anglican. <laughs> <laughs> the light beer of Catholicism. No, but I went, I, I was raised Catholic, and um, I went to church a little while, like last Christmas with my parents. You know what they've done? No. They've gone and changed all the responses. So all the stuff I learnt for years going to church every oh. day, all of a sudden I'm still doing that, the old responses. That's my old man's looking at me like, hey, that's a catch get you to out. church much, mate? That's a catch yeah. out. Yeah, that's the kind of... You're well, that's here. what I thought with... Well, the big thing, they changed it all. I had to go to church recently and uh, and I'm like, I know the Lord's Prayer, I see my... And I'm like, we see everyone's saying along and I'm saying pretty loud, I'm like, I know this. I'm going to... Like, I may not... These people, I've never been here mm. before. They know that. Like, they're looking at me like outside and I'm like, I better show a bit of gusto. So I'm going, and then I go, forgive us our sins. And everyone's like, and I'm looking at me like, it's trespass. What church were you in? Because trespasses were the, uh, trespasses was hardcore. That was what Catholic we got. I don't, I, it, I don't know. I it think was a church. It was, yeah, I, 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 I was there. It was Sunday morning. I was there. Yeah, hey, you did your bit. I did. I yeah. did. I, you know, I did it. That, that should cover me in case, you know, a sudden death the next, you know, I'll go up there and Jesus will be like, why should you come through the gates? I'll be like, dude, sins. Trespasses. Slash trespasses. Right? Yeah, you know, oh. uh, we'll have a chat and it'll be all good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a monumental episode. Thank you for coming along, Andrew Barnett. You're on Twitter at what's your handle? Uh, Andrew underscore B underscore real. He's keeping uh, it real. Yeah, you don't want any fake. Nah, no fake. So don't go Andrew underscore B underscore fake. It's Andrew yeah. underscore B underscore fa- real. Yes, real. Keeping it real, Dave. You're on Twitter. D- just Dave Keeshan, D A V E K E E S H A N. I'm not big on Twitter. I, not, I, I try and copy it to something pithy, but uh, I'm not very good at it. I realized the other day, I got, you know, you get that email that says people like you. <laughs> and they, yeah. I had three um, guys that have started comedy maybe in the last few years. I've seen around the yeah. rooms and all nice guys. Every one of them had way more followers than I do. <laughs> it's very uh, uh, depressing. You, you, we don't judge by I go for quality, not quantity. You know, Kevin mm. Rudd follows me, so I'm happy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So does Tony Abbott does, but he's blocked me. So I'm M underscore W underscore O H, and I can be found on Twitter. And Josh, like Dave's got a nice sensible one. Andrew's got kind of, and mine's kind of. Josh, you, your Twitter handle? Mine is hungry underscore dude. Because he's a hungry dude. That's right. Hungry for love. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Comedy on Edge, the podcast. Make sure if you're on iTunes, give us five stars. It costs you nothing. Um, if you're a potential sponsor or just got some spare cash, info at comedyonedge.com. We'll sell anything. I'm happy to plug cigarettes. We'll do it all for the kids. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. More information, go to comedyonedge.com. Follow everybody. Thank you. Good night. (laughs) 